Hey, this is Hannah, and you're tuned into The Morning Show, only on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick, the voice of the marshes. Hello, and welcome to Tanchamar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Tuesday, March 21st the first day of spring, astronomically speaking. Coming up on today's Tantramar Report. You're expecting a big crash, but, but um, it makes more noise as, it's, as the metal's twisting and falling than when it hits the ground. Filmmaker Amanda Dawn Christie was on site in 2014 when the former RCI shortwave radio towers on the Tantramar Marsh were taken down. Christie filmed the towers and their demolition and shared them in her film, Spectres of Shortwave which screens this Thursday at the Vogue Cinema as part of the Sackville Film Society Winter Series. We'll hear more from Christy coming up right after some more local news and information. Dorchester and Sackville former mayors Debbie Wiggins-Colwell and Sean Michaud will be receiving a Queen Elizabeth II Platinum Jubilee Medal this week, along with 12 other sitting and former mayors. Local Government Minister Danielle Alain will present the medals on Thursday at a ceremony in Moncton. The group receiving a medal also includes Memram Cook Mayor Maxime Bourgeois. The mayors will join another 21 residents of Memram Cook Tanchamar plus current Tanchamar Mayor Andrew Black who have already received the medal. Starting this afternoon, Atlantic Canadians will have a new coastal adaptation toolkit to help them assess and make decisions on how to prepare and adapt for the ongoing impacts of climate change. Climate Atlantic is a regional climate information and services hub headed up by Sackville's Sabina Dietz. Today at 1 p.m., the group will launch their new coastal adaptation toolkit, which they say will provide Atlantic rural coastal communities and property owners with adaptation options to address the impacts of climate change. Climb Atlantic will also be launching a short documentary, Together We Will Adapt, highlighting some ad- adaptation actions from the region. The online presentation is slated for 1 p.m. today, and for more information, people can go to climatlantic.ca. CHMA will bring you more coverage on the toolkit later this week. Now for today's feature story. The drive across the Tantramar marshes between Sackville and Amherst certainly looked different before March 2014. Back then, the marsh was populated with a group of tall radio towers, home to the CBC International Shortwave Service, RCI International. Harper-era budget cuts led to the CBC's decision to scrap the towers and the shortwave broadcasts that they sent out across the Atlantic. Experimental filmmaker Amanda Dawn Christie was there when the towers fell, and the images she captured are part of Spectres of Shortwave her 2016 film, which is screening this Thursday at the Vogue Cinema as part of the Sackville Film Society Winter Series. Christy is based in Moncton and lived in Sackville for many years, during which time she became more acutely aware of the RCI site after having learned to build her own radio receiver. There was an electronics workshop at Strutt's Gallery taught by Peter Fleming, and we made radio receivers out of toilet paper tubes. And my radio picked up Italian radio and I thought that I did a great job but it <laughs> turned out that then I found out that uh, people in houses near uh, in, in and around Sackville had historically sometimes her picked up the radio in their sinks and their refrigerators so it wasn't that I did a good job building a radio it was that I was near an international shortwave site. Christy was fascinated enough with the idea of shortwave broadcasts picked up by sinks 
that she decided to construct a new receiver in 2009 while working at Strutt's. Called the Marshland Radio Plumbing Project, Christy tried to make a functioning radio receiver out of a sink using copper pipe as the antenna, two types of metal soldered together for the diode, and the sink basin as a sort of gramophone horn. And I took it around the marsh trying to hear the radio. And I I went to the radio tower site a lot and talked with the technicians. I got their schedules to see where I could take it. So I became kind of like known to them as the the radio sync girl. That relationship with the staff at RCI came in handy years later when the organization granted Christy access to the site during the filming of Spectres of Shortwave. They said, well, you know, what's your interest in this? What's your what's your angle with the film? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm an artist and I'm making a landscape documentary, different seasons. And I've been trying to hear the radio in a sink for a few years. And so I guess that made me seem like I wasn't too threatening um, <laughs> to them. So they gave me a... They gave me access to the site. I had keys to the facility. Christy was adventurous in collecting her footage of the towers, even going so far as to get a license to climb them. She also recalls racing to the site from Moncton one day in March 2014, just missing the fall of the first of the towers. I was in the parking lot of the um, of the big white building when they dropped the second tower, which was really quite close to it. And I didn't even have a tripod. My camera was sitting on like the bumper of the van that I was using. And so in the, it's a nice shot in the film, when you see that tower fall, like it's really close and you see the camera shake with the aftershock because when like the tower falls and then there's like this, you know, all the snow. And so that that was pretty powerful. And, And that one, when it fell, I, I, that was the one that was emotional because I wasn't, you know, it was this big rush to get there to film it. And then it, when it falls, it was just so dramatic. And also the when it crashes to the ground, what's interesting is you expect a big loud sound, but they did it in the winter because the marsh would be frozen. Otherwise they'd sink too far into the marsh. And so they had to do it in the winter. And so when the towers hit the marsh in the snow, it's this really kind of, underwhelming thud it's more of like a <laughs> and uh, you're expecting a big crash but but um, it makes more noise as it's as the metal's twisting and falling than when it hits the ground christy didn't originally set out to document the demise of the short tantramar shortwave towers she started out with a plan to create a durational landscape film featuring the towers throughout the seasons but then before she had even started filming cbc made their announcement and suddenly Christy felt a responsibility to document the towers and their destruction. When I was making the film, because it's a film about radio, I, um, I wanted the um, soundtrack to be important and to actually double as a radio documentary. And so in the film, for the people in the theater, like there's no talking heads. You don't see any people in the film. It's all, it's two hours of landscape. You've got a half hour per, per season. Um, but I've interviewed a lot of people in the first hour and a half, you hear people talking and um, like originally I wanted this abstract soundscape, but because they were tearing the site down, I felt there was a, um, there was just more of a obligation to document it historically. So I didn't abstract the sound. I, I just kept the stories as they are. So you've got an hour and a half of storytelling. So when you're in the movie theater, think of it like, listening to a radio documentary while watching images of landscape. 
The radio quality of Christie's film also means that every time she screens it, she arranges for a simultaneous broadcast on the radio somewhere else in the world. This time, while Spectres of Shortwave screens at the Vogue Cinema in Sackville, it will also be broadcast on the radio in Dawson City, Yukon. Because I feel like there's a connection between Sackville and Dawson City, and their uh, their radio station, community radio station, CFYT, is actually 106.9 FM. So I kind of <laughs> feel like that's kind of, <laughs> kind of interesting. CHMA, CFYT, 106.9 FM. Spectres of Shortwave promises a visual and auditory experience that will recall the nearly 70-year presence of the Tanchmar radio towers on the marshlands outside Sackville. A lot of Canadians, and even people who live around the towers, didn't know what they were for. Like, to me, they were just a landscape on the highway. You know, you see them and you know you're almost home. And But they, um, it's the, Sackville was the perfect location for broadcasting overseas because radio waves travel better over water and especially well over salt water. And also normally when you set up a, a big transmitting station, you would put something called in the ground called radials, which is like copper wire in the ground to make the ground more conductive. But the Tantramar Marsh is a saltwater marsh. So because of the salt in the marsh, it was already conductive. It was almost like nature had put those ground radials there to begin with. And so it was the perfect location during World War II for them to be able to broadcast to Europe and Northern Africa um, because it's straight across the ocean from, from Sackville. So they broadcast to Europe and Africa and South America and Mexico and uh, Australia, for a while. And then, so they had Canadian broadcasting in 75 languages that went out around the world. And so it's a, it was a service that a lot of Canadians didn't know about because it wasn't like the CBC that goes straight to Canadians. It, it was destined to an international audience. And then they were also subcontracted by a lot of other countries used that site to relay their signals. So Radio China uh, contracted to use that site. Um, Vatican Radio, Voice of Vietnam, NHK from Japan. So there were a lot of other countries that actually paid like a lot of money to use that site in Sackville because it was so powerful to basically hit this half of the globe. So it was it was it was sending original Canadian content and then it was also relaying international content to um, cover this half of the planet. That's Amanda Don Christie, creator of Spectres of Shortwave, a film documenting the Radio Canada International shortwave towers that once dominated the landscape of the, the landscape of the Tanchmar Marsh. Spectres of Shortwave airs tonight at the Vogue Cinema as part of the Sackville Film Society's winter series. The film starts at 7:30 p.m. and tickets are available at the door. That's it for Tanchamar Report for this Tuesday, March 21st. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the Local Journalism Initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. You're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM on the unceded territory of the Mi'kmaq people, the voice of the marshes. And now the weather. Today, sunny. Wind, west, 30 kilometers an hour, gusting to 50. High, plus 3. Wind chill, minus 16 earlier this morning. UV index 4 or moderate. Tonight, a few clouds. 
Wind west 30 kilometers an hour, becoming light this evening. Low minus 5, wind chill minus 7 overnight. Tomorrow, mainly sunny. Wind up to 15 kilometers an hour, high of 7, except plus 1 along the strait. Wind chill minus 7 in the morning, UV index 4 or moderate. Tomorrow night, cloudy periods, low minus 7 except minus 11 in low-lying areas. Wednesday, sunny, high plus 2. Wednesday night, clear, low minus 9. The Sackville Volunteer Firefighters Association is proud to announce the resumption of their 112th Annual Firemen's Carnival. The event will be held on Saturday, April 1st at the Tantramar Veterans Memorial Civic Center with doors opening at 6 p.m. This year's theme is April Fools, so come costumed for a chance to win. Tickets can be purchased in advance from any firefighters or at the door of the event. For more information, visit the Facebook page of the Sackville Volunteer Firefighters Association. The New Brunswick International Student Program is looking for host families for international students. Every year, students in grades 6 to 12 from all over the world choose New Brunswick for a cultural and academic experience. Become a host to an international student to learn about new culture, share Canadian cultural experiences, and create lifelong friendships. Hosts will receive a bi-weekly stipend for hosting and have access to 24-7 support. For information on this program, visit nbisp.ca or contact Carolyn DeGay at 506-232-5772 or by email at carolyn, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-E dot DeGay, D-U-G-U-A-Y 23 at hotmail.com. Tune in at 10 p.m. on Tuesday nights for 2000s Nostalgia. I'll take you back to the hits from the beginning of the millennia. Follow me at Thunder underscore P123 for updates.
Chosen us. 
Jean-Paul Boudreau, President, Mount Allison University. You are listening to CHMA, the voice of the marshes. The government of New Brunswick is now recruiting employers for the NB Teen Apprenticeship Program. Pre-apprenticeship is any activity that allows grade 10 to 12 students to gain apprenticeable hours toward a skilled trade career after graduation. NBTAP helps students develop practical skills in a hands-on setting and students are mentored by an experienced, skilled trade professional in their field. The goal is to establish long-term connections between employers and students. For more information on this program, visit futurenewbrunswick.ca slash NBTAP.
life's like Canadian football, you don't get many chances. Hi, I am Henry Adams Feck, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. 